Loud and Proud Champods, brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Playerfit. Episode 250 of the Loud and Proud Champods. It's a free one. It's one to get your appetite wet so you can sign up and listen to the podcast, the Champods, all on Patreon. I have uh, plenty of things to talk about during the week. I'm going to have my power rankings for the junior and intermediate because the final eight have been secured in both. The final eight for the senior is still not known. I've all that to go through. And we have tonight's or tomorrow's Whenever you listen to this podcast, big game between the Moctas and Jocks. That's going to be some game. I cannot wait for that. that is, like, it, yeah, just has all the ingredients for a classic. Monday night, history, revenge, star quality, big players. I'm probably going to have to do a podcast after that game. I can hear you say yes, yes, do one. Okay, we'll do that. And a whole lot more. But first, Oasis. Yeah, so, oh, great weekend. I, I wasn't overly enamoured by the football. Um, I'll get into that more as I go into each and every game and give a full wrap-up of the whole lot. But um, I, I'm overwhelmed by all the the well wishes and thanks and uh, the support from you all for in recognition of, of receiving the, the sponsor car off Smith to Drogheda. Really nice, and it, yeah, it, it's just it's overwhelming to be honest. Um, and I love the crack as well, plenty of uh, piss takers out there, but I, but I enjoy that as well. Um, I didn't enjoy when someone nearly, um, I won't say who it was, but this is the fella that's been at a lot of games in the past 50 60 years and nearly nearly reversed back into it outside the clans today, um, before the blues came. So I was on my nerves, and uh, but look, at, <laughs> we escaped unscathed. But yeah, thanks very much. And, right, I'll get back into the football, because I have a couple of overreactions to come during the week on the Patreon podcast. But I really enjoyed the Hunterstown game, really enjoyed the Hunterstown win. thought they played really snappy, even Jamie O'Callaghan from the very start, just set the tone. And it was a real niceness about their play and I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the game as well I enjoyed the fact that Ireland never give up and they showed that grit and my god they're determined and dogged and even through Derek Maguire you can see he was injured pulled up a couple of times but never ever ever give in um, late hit from Paddy Patrick Taff not late as in it was a late tackle it was a smashing shoulder on Jordan O'Donoghue who made a sensational run towards the end but I enjoyed just the drama of it. Friday night in Darver to kick off the championship. I don't think it was a... I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't be overly... Oh, what, was it a red card? Was it reckless? Was it time to perfection? Just one of those. I don't know. Um, I didn't think it was. So that's all, that's all I'm going to say. But in that, it added to the drama. That... Kilkerley were sweating. Because they they wanted... Like, they wanted Hunterstown to do the job. Kilkerley are out if, if the Irelanders are out. And it looked like... It looked like the... What, the well-coached Colin Donnelly side were... Well, like, going to coast the victory. There was 7-4 up at half-time. Much the better side. Playing really well. But then the red card comes. They keep leaving the door ajar. Peter McStravick drops in a high ball. Cracks off the crossbar. Um, Borges a one-on-one chance goes through Sheiky denies him 
and then they, they whittle it down but it was just yeah it was just nervy stuff but they did hang on and they'd be much the better for it. like that's two big wins for Hunterstown to go in like in the hat uh, as group winners they've done the job done the job very very efficiently and they'll they'll be happy now with, with the break sitting on top to take out a second seed as well I'll go through all the seeds now in a second just want to go through the intermediate championship and then uh, first game of the Saturday you had the clans we just decided to win it anyway you know they didn't have to win they were controlled they were measured the psychology things was that the O'Connell's had to give it a lash to keep the championship hopes alive and evade the relegation playoff and my god they did did serious scores I'll get into those in more detail in the Red Star podcast send in your Red Star as well I know a lot of you have already but keep sending them in I enjoy that that'll be out probably it'll be out Tuesday as per normal but yeah it was just it had the ingredients of a shock Sean O'Hanlon gets denied superbly by John Brennan they stay in the game they're kicking worldly points um, Sean Carnes gets a goal out of nothing booms it in for one goal a night and a half Robbie Curran shows his class once again and they just never ever go away and then they get a goal in the second half that really sends the cat amongst the pigeons really narrows it down but then the clans hit three of the last four points of the game just to close it out and show do you know what we're going to win this game we're going to go through we're going to take top place we're going to safely get through and they did that and that's that's no joke because the O'Connells were good they were very good Niall Connell came back in and he was very assured up front couple of other players played very well I'm going to go through them more in more detail in, in more moments in the Red Star podcast but yeah the clans hang on hung on to advance and then this is where the championship got weird for me I I went Roach I went down to RD to see Roach and the Glenhamist play out and this is a do or die game you know obviously the draw suited Roach but in, in the do or die game neither side won it and both sides come away feeling unsatisfactory. I was actually driving out the road when the goal went in. I think it was six minutes into injury time or five minutes into injury time when Keith Boyle and scrambled the goal home. <coughs> and it was a draw match, but that was the last kick of the game. And the reason both teams will feel unsatisfactory from it because there was a lot of cancelling each other out in the middle toward a lot of tenseness playing. This is where the GA had to be careful. And their GA had to be careful as well. Because you're playing like a Stuart Eye game, it's knockout football, but there's a group setting and there's uh, permutations and there's, there's uh, points tallies and score tallies. And it becomes a kind of a management game more so than we win and we die and we go and win this game and it's we're through. We lose, we're gone. And that, that, was, that wasn't how it played out. Roach hit six of, yeah, six of the first seven points of the second, and that third quarter to won the game. But then they managed it afterwards. And they fell, they limped into the quarterfinals. And then on the other case, oh, the late goal, but they had so many chances, Glenn Emmett. So many chances to win that game. You know, like a half chance, Keen O'Neill hit his freeze. Alex Carroll was very impressive, but he, he drives the ball and makes a hero out of Jamie O'Hare. It was a terrific save. But if other Alex is another half chance, just and they were wasteful as well. Conor Grimes didn't have his eye in, and it was just a case of and and even right, it was a case of them being wasteful, and then Barry O'Hare 
could have laid in Didi, but he could took his point. Sean Daw was the same, just beforehand. But this, they decided, you know, I won't lay that in for a goal. I'd rather take that, that point. And what they're breeding then is a conservative approach to things. You know, and... Look, you can see that even in the senior games. Like, the Blues are coming back into it against the Pats because the score difference is crucial. You know, I know every score counts, but it's just a little bit... Now, I'm not I'm not a for a knockout championship. But the... Um, this is where it becomes a little bit tedious where you're getting a calculator out and not... Um, I don't know, a... Cla- uh, I don't know, uh, a round of applause. I, I don't know, a clapper out, but... Yeah, that that's just kind of left me feeling empty. And then obviously, Matic losing to the Kevins um, on the cap off the Saturday night in Darver was hard as well. Obviously hard for myself, but the Kevins were full value for it. Should have been more. Should have been more. They left so many goal chances behind. Stephen Smith is excellent making saves after saves. Um, but ju- just yet, they were far more up for it. That was the dynamics of it. Um, and just were masterful in, in the way they approached the game. A couple of switches. I'll talk about Dan in the Red Stars as well. Uh, but yeah, and just they, now Mark faced the O'Connells in the. Going to, yeah, that's the final game. So Mark's now faced the O'Connells and the Docking Ireland's faced the Glen Emmets in the relegation intermediate semi finals. Probably at noon, usually at noon, probably next weekend uh, or <coughs> the, the week after next. I'm not sure whether it's going to be even a week break. Probably not. Probably this weekend in the final, the relegation playoff final. Uh, final, yeah, will it be? Yeah, probably the week before. Probably the quarterfinals will, will be. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. It'll all come out with CCC after the, after the the draws. The draws are on Monday night tonight after the Jocks Mox game. Whenever you listen to the podcast, they'll be up and I'll have them out. I'll probably have a live video on it as well. And then. So you have your top seeds. You have Stabannon, who all the Stabannon boys who had a great weekend, either going to matches, resting up, or the rest, the other half were in a letter picnic, enjoying themselves as well. Lovely to have that luxury. So the clans are also in as top. Hunterstown are top, and then the other team is. Let me see. Let me, let me notes. Yes, sorry. Obviously the Kevins, and and then the second seeds are the Rattleys, Roach, Sean O'Mahony's Uncle Curly, like. Any one of those eight teams can win the championship. We'll have power rankings during the week, and we we'll preview all them as well. Um, but yeah, wow! Like the clans can face the Rattlers, Roach, or Kilcarley, Hunter saying Roach, Kilrats, or Sean O'Mahony's. The Kevins, Roach, Kilcarley, or Sean O'Mahony's. The Bannon can face Kilcarley, the Rattlers, Sean O'Mahony's. Wow! Oh, that's exciting. That's where the knockout stuff comes in. It's win and go home. Not that final messing in the last game. And then, right, so another thing as well, um, the defending senior champions didn't play overly well, but they still got the win. Um, Ryan Ryan Rooney got the decisive goal, playing well, then he gets injured. Um, second half goal, Don McKenney just grabs the game with a scuff neck. But Cooley are strong. We mentioned that in the preview. We talked about how they would set up, how they would be strong. Very well conditioned, strong. The, the young footballers that would be better suited to playing senior football, and that showed disciplined, organised, and caused already problems. But already probably caused themselves problems. I'll get into into more of that in the more of the details of that in the in the Red Star podcast because 
yeah, there's a couple of tweaks that they'll probably maybe they were maybe they were doing it. Maybe they have that luxury as well of maybe trying stuff out. Introduce another player back into the reckoning today that didn't, or two that didn't play the last day. Another one come off the bench. Like that's the question we did speak about. That we did talk about this beforehand. And um, with with RD, but still, they're two from two. They can rest up. They have three weeks now to get ready for a quarter final, and they'll be priming and priming themselves again and trying things out and maybe getting organised fully for the battle ahead. Three games left in the championship for them, possibly. Um, three, three games, maybe no more games ready for the Blues because, because of the the score difference, they were they're down they're down to minus five. So the blue, so the Joes. I don't know what way that works. I must. And what way that works if the Joes lose by five points by the Pats. They're minus five along with the Blues. Maybe it comes down to goals scored of points four. It looks like the Blues are 26 points four. And then, yeah, so the Joes have to score 12, more than 12 points if they lose by five. But, yeah, that comes down to a condition game then in itself. You know, this Sunday, the Joes take on the pass. Look, I don't want to go into previews just yet. But it was just, it was... It was a game where the Pats were were fresh. The Blues depleted once again. Robert Carr, as he's gone to New York, wished him the best of luck. Uh, but the Blues were left faltering without Mandy McDonald. wasn't fit to start, so that's two year full forward line that that hung on for the for the drug and the Joes that was missing, and then they just couldn't get that kind of fluidity until it was too late. Um, it was one eleven to four. And I kind of called it that stage. It was game over. That was like the ten point lead. And to be fair, the Blues they made me sweat. And they hit, they hit what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the next nine points. Dar um, Nally was excellent from freeze. Really good in the second half. Alan Connor was really just just put his gives it socks. And um, Connor Brannigan came in. Andy. Swings the kick over the barrier. Probably he was injured when he hit it, and after it, feeling the effects. Conor Brannigan as well, and down he gets a couple to bring it right back to three points. But that's the margin. You're never going to get get it back that much. And the pass just composed themselves. Uh, although Jack Murphy did miss a simple free, Danny O'Connor saves my bacon, and then Jack gets a free. Yeah, gets a gets the final score of the game. But yeah, they look very sharp. A lot of good performances all over the field for the Pats. A lot of luxury items that they have as well. I'll speak about that more in the Red Star podcast during the week. Sign up now, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. But yeah, they were led 1-8 to 3 at half time and that was it. That was where they were they were established their lead, established their authority then after the break. And look at the Blues do that to teams. Is it, is it a sign? But maybe it's a, it's a learning curve for the Pats, but they did make a few tweaks did get fresh in the legs and have a bit of a bench there as well that, that the Blues didn't have. Blues had only three subs. Andy and Ross Nally was, was was one of those, was, was two of those subs. And young Carl Broderick. So there's a, there's a, there was a lack of depth there for the Blues, but they'll, they'll, geez, they'll do well to stay in the championship now. Will the Joes get beat by five points by the Pats? Probably not, especially the fact that they know that now. They don't have to get beaten. That they'll still they'll keep it very tight and they won't get hammered. 
and the Pats have no real like drive to hammer hammer the Joes even if well if they if they do win like obviously if the Joes beat the Pats they go in the top seed and that's maybe what you want to do and get the top ranking as well but then the other team in the top ranking so that's two teams we have in 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 as toppers we have Dreadnoughts sorry and we have um, sorry Ardy that's going to be a hell of a game now between the Pats or the, the Cooley and the Brides and even the Pats and Joe's going to be very fascinating and then obviously the Martins can make it two from two as well to go in as top seeds but only two out of the eight are fully secure ahead of the, the, the next weekend as of recording but yeah the Dreadnoughts will give teams a lot a lot of, te- lot of teams problems they're well drilled they have a serious set of backs and they have an efficiency and a directness about them even the fact that Jay Hughes goes off injured early on Craig Shevlin comes on and kicks a brace in a three in a row run just towards the end of that first half and where the, where the Feckins are reliant on freeze Ryan Walsh hits a free Peter, um, um, Rowan Holcroft hits a free and Niall McDonald comes up the field and hits a free and right at the end of the half I decide at half time Paul Matthews gets their first and their second point from play I decided that half time whistle brought the gap back to two points that was as close as they ever got it um, you know they couldn't get it back got to 11-9 late on in the game but they never looked like winning never looked like threatening the goal and Paul Matthews gets sent off just before Pepe hits the free to make it 10-6 so there's that four point gap they were playing with and they were very hard to break down the dreadnoughts full of confidence that Dan was up from the win on Monday night so that's two wins during the week two wins in six days to go top so that kind of argument where your team is coming in fresh obviously we've seen the Pats did use a freshness the Dreadnoughts well well conditioned team and then RD as well have that bodies and that shows that they have have the energy all over the field and in, in terms of personnel but yeah the Feckins now like there is glimmers they're, they're well, well they're well coached like a lot of thought went into that playing with the wind against the wind the direct style of play in the second half just things didn't come off there's a lack of fluidity there I mentioned that in the free ki- free kicks but they still have a chance against the Geraldines there's still um, still a chance for Cooley and the Brides to have a good rattle at each other the Blues are not out of the championship by any stretch of imagination as yet but they, it's all completely out of their hands and then the same with the, with the Gales because they'll face the Mocters this weekend. But yeah, that's it. That's my wrap on the weekend. Thanks again for all your well wishes. Really, really, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Genuinely mean that. And yeah, so thanks for the support on the podcast as well. Loads of stuff coming up this week. I'm going to have a junior preview. I'm going to hear from Clubber as well on the, how they're covering the Loud Championship. And loads more stuff. Power rankings, overreactions. And I might just have a look back at the groups as well. So plenty for your eardrums to get listening to and keep you entertained. And just hyping up so you can sense that the champions is building. To fight the bit of a malaise of football on, on, for me on, across the board and personally, um, it's really hotting up. The senior the senior teams are really, really competitive and giving a good go of it through, that, through the league campaign where teams are testing and stress testing their thing. And I just cannot wait for this Jocks Mox game tomorrow. Um, it's probably the one game everyone penciled in in their previews at the start of the season. What game do you want to watch? And yeah, that's going to be a fascinating game. The the conditions and the, the like that could be a thing for RD playing in Dowdles Hill compared to playing in Darver. It's a bit of a leveler. Darver is like a carpet. 
spacious, it's wide, underfoot, no problem taking your getting your standing foot down, take a strike. But um, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening to episode two fifty of the Loud and Proud podcast. Please sign up, get your champ champ pods while you can. Um, we're we're we halfway through now at this stage. Yeah, is that that the fourth weekend of action? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Anyway, I will leave you with that. Good luck, bye bye, and thank you once again for listening to the podcast. Good luck. Loud and Proud Champods brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, Smiths of Drogheda, Lally's Electrical and Player Fit.